Welcome back to another podcast session with me, Andrew Baxter, and a special shout out to my number one cheerleader, Joanne Midgley. Thank you so much for listening, mother. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is session number two with Jamie Longley, aka Longhead, Long Legs, Long Feet, Long Socks, Long Shoes, Five Foot Ten, Great Head of Hair. Uh, Jamie is a, a very interesting individual uh, and actually at a very uh, unique time in his life. He's working a nine to five, very, very respected job whilst running a business on the side. His business is in its infant stages, but is growing exponentially uh, before the coronavirus came and smacked him in the choppers. So uh, we're going to sit down with Jamie, although it's very virtual because we're not actually with him. And we're going to have a chat with Jamie, listen to his story, where he's come from, where he is, where did he go? Cotton I Joe. Guys, listen out. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow, please like, please share. Listen out. We've got more podcasts coming. I love you all. Stay safe. Welcome back to another podcast session, PC Sesh with me, Andrew Baxter. Today I'm joined by a fantastic individual. Uh, Actually, no, I'm sorry, they couldn't make it, so we've got (laughs) substitutes. We have got Mr. James Jamie Thomas Longley. Uh, Jamie, I've known Jamie for a couple of years. Uh, Jamie's a fantastic individual, great character, and he's got some really, really interesting views, I think. Um, So before I ask Jamie to say hello, I'm just gonna give you a very, very, very little bit of context. Jamie works a nine to five job, very, very good job. Jamie also has a very um, sort of, uh, I want to say successful because it is, but it's it, it's at very early days, I, I think. Yeah. He's, nodding, he's nodding at me, he said, yeah. Very early days, uh, and I, I want to call it a side hustle, but I think that's, I, I feel like that's patronizing. It's a, it's a, he's got a business on the side uh, that he's been, he's been doing with his business partner for a while. So that's why I want to get Jamie on this podcast because Jamie, um, whilst he's a seasoned pro in life experience, uh, is it's early days in business, and I think it's a great opportunity to pick his brains about what he's experienced so far, and also what the hell he's doing with his business at this moment in time, which, by the way, is impacted immediately, directly by the coronavirus. So let me kick it off. Jamie Longley, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a bit about yourself. Go. Thank you. Okay, I'm 35. I am married. I've got liar, liar, liar. Start again. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Twenty-seven. Uh, <laughs> I'm thirty-five. I'm married. Um, I've got three children. I live in a place called Haworth in West Yorkshire. It's a lovely little uh, place of the world. Uh, I love football. I love Bradford City. I love all sports. Um, I love playing. I love watching every kind of sport you can think of. Um, and it drives my wife up the up the wall. Well, she doesn't deserve you, Jamie, as far as I'm concerned. She doesn't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> uh, um, so, Jamie, connoiss- re- yeah. really, really quickly, I think you were going to say you're a connoisseur of wine, weren't you then? Correct. <laughs> I just know you too well. Um, Jamie, just quickly, you grew up in where? In, in Haworth or nearby? Uh, Haworth? Around Haworth, yeah. Around, around Haworth, Haworth, right. You grew up in, what, what was your, what, growing up, was it, uh, was it a really poor, were you dragged up or were you fed with a silver spoon? What was it? I'm an only child. Yeah. Okay. So Elke will tell you, my wife Elke, 
will tell you that I've had everything handed to me. Okay. She's probably she's probably right. We're not we're not from an I'm not from an affluent family at all. Not at all. Okay. But I was spoilt with being an only child. I was spoilt with love. Um, I was I always knew that I was the favourite. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I had a good, I had a good childhood. Me and my dad went to football, home and away, drive games um, every Saturday without fail. Uh, I played football every weekend. My mum and dad used to come and watch every single game. I, yeah, man, childhood was good. It was good okay. for me. So, so good. This is good. Good childhood. Um, so we haven't got a particular sob story that we we need to empathise with. Uh, you weren't no. giving everything on a, on a on a play. When you say you were you were, you were given everything and spoil, it wasn't that you were given uh, a Porsche nine eleven when you were sixteen. It was just you had the right things to grow up with. Exactly. When I'm saying I was given everything, it definitely wasn't sort of material things. You know, I, I got I got things at Christmas and I got things on my birthday, and that and that genuinely was it. My mum had my mum had two jobs. She's as long as I could remember, she worked a nine to five, and she was a hairdresser. She worked from home. If the tax man's listening, she, she didn't. <laughs> she did. She didn't work at home. She never did that. Um, but yeah, she worked at home, and I'd come home from work, uh, come home from school every night without fail, and there'd be someone in the front, in the front, um, front kitchen, uh, okay. getting their hair, getting their haircut, uh, yeah. and that, and, and that was it. So, mum and dad, Bev and Sid, were honest, hardworking people. Okay, so humble beginnings. So, uh, when you were young, did you always dream of owning your own business? I, I wouldn't say I dreamt of it, but when I, I certainly when I came into working life, I always said to myself, "I will work for myself," and then and then I did, and then I hated it. So <laughs> I, I genuinely did, and then and then I had, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that these were I won't class it as working. As being my own business, it was more. I went self-employed, so being self-employed, I didn't like it. But I always knew I would. I always wanted to work for myself, and then when I became self-employed, I think I got working for myself and being self-employed a little bit muddled up. Because if you've if you've always worked for someone, I think the two there's a big difference, a massive difference. I think, like I was self-employed, but I was getting told where to go every day. I had to be there for a certain time. The only difference was. Is I did my own taxes, but and and I and I heard that. But when you work, but when you have your own business, it's it's a lot different, and it's yeah. I find it it's infectious. So what what were you doing when you were self employed? The first thing I did when I went self employed was uh, it's not a long story, but I need to give you the details, right? So I, I played football with a guy who did CCTV. Uh, I've always been quite good working with my hands working with tools and he said look yeah. I, I need a guy yeah <laughs> i need a guy um i need i need a guy as in yesterday somebody's let us down um you're gonna go and you're gonna go fit cctv i was like i've never fit cctv in my life and he's like look you know you don't mind if i talk figures he said i said i'll give you um i'll give you 200 pound a day and i was like right okay it's you know it's quite a lot of money it's a thousand pound a week and it's like what's a crack and he's like no no crack you're just going to go work for yourself and 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 that's it i was like fine so i left my job i'd been there eight years nine to five project engineer at quite a big company in keithley feet under the table you know oh well I, I liked the place it was good but the money was the big thing for me i was like this is this is a lot of cash um and i just after six months hated it i hated it i was like i was like yeah it's good money but it it wasn't owning your own business and i think in my head 
I had that I was going to be owning my own business. Oh, if I don't want to work Monday, I, you know, I, I will. If I have to do something with the kids, I can do something with the kids. But yeah, it wasn't to be. I suppose at the end of the day as well, when you go home and you close the door at, on, on a Friday at six o'clock, yes, you've been out there and you've, you've managed your own time frame, but you, you don't have anything other than that to show for it. Do you? It's not your own business. It's you, you working a job for somebody else who's running the business. And uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fill this part of the podcast because uh, although Jamie's a very good looking person, I had a bit of a pause there. Jamie, I lost you there for a very quick second. So, just expect, so my, my, my point I was just making was you, you, you're getting home late at night and you've put yeah. the graft in for the good money. But ultimately, that was it because we wake up the next day and nothing's different, right? That's it. It's, it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not a business. It's not like, how can we grow this? How can we get this? How can we, how can we expand it? How can, what can we do next? No, we're just going to work. The only difference okay. is I, I paid my own I paid my own taxes. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> did it. you? Did you though? Did you though? That's the question because the tax man is listening. Uh, well, uh, uh, do you know what I did? <laughs> I did, but I did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, paid too much, if anything. So can I have that money back, please? Yes. Um, so okay, so let me just fast forward a little bit. So uh, obviously, I know a little bit of context uh, about 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 you, and I know the type of person that you are. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you shortly about your uh, sort of obsession with uh, Excel spreadsheets, tick boxes, cleaning, <laughs> OCD, because I think that's interesting because not everybody's the same. And I want to know what your um, we haven't practiced this. And I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you, this, but I want I'm going to ask you shortly about your your uh, your schedule when you wake up in the morning. But just hold that thought for a second. Okay. So let me fast forward. So so. Uh, following that, you went back to work, and you yes. went back as, as a, in project management. In project management again, yeah, went back to project management. Um, That's what you knew. You were good at it. It was easy. It was safe. I went back yeah. to the yeah, I was safe. Yeah, and I went back to the same place where I where I left. Quite, I left on good terms. Um, and yeah, uh, he actually called me towards the end. He was like, "Do you fancy coming back?" And I was like, "He didn't know how much I hated it." And I was like, oh, "Absolutely, yeah." So I, I went back and I. Th but I've always been, you've got a kind of person who will try to, you know, I'm not going to sit there. If I if I had not done it, I'd, I'd have probably been thinking about it still to this day. You know, there's no harm in trying it. You've got, to, I think you've got to go for something. If you you don't know, you've got to go for it, haven't you? There's, 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 there's a stat out there, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend to, to act like I know exactly what it is, but it's something like only 1% of people try what they want to do. And and, and, yeah. and that's it. You either try or you don't try. And I totally, I totally agree with you. And actually, hats off hats off to you for doing that because he, he's stepping out of your comfort zone into a completely different environment and actually it's what you've done now so let me just fast forward right so you've gone back into project management you've got your feet back under the table nice and safe and secure good good earnings you've you've you've, you've got a young family there I, i'm gonna i'm gonna quote pond and mills but pond and mills is not is not the full story right and people won't know what the hell i'm talking about let's let's take it to the beginning of you and your big current business partner, Danny. Tell me how okay. this happened and what it is. So Danny is mine and my wife's business partner. Danny has never, ever worked for a company. He's always worked for himself. You know, he's, he's the architect, entrepreneur. A thoroughbred, a thoroughbred entrepreneur. Isn't a, abs he? Absolutely. You know, he's he's been a fashion designer. He's made sandwiches. In his last two jobs, he owned, uh, he owned two Costa Coffee franchises. And that's where we met him because my, he worked um, at a business center where Elke worked. So she went and got coffees off him every day. And he's a really nice guy. And I met him and met his wife. And, we're, you know, you just, you know, when you just, you just strike a relationship, you, you hit a card straight away. Some, you know, he had, yeah. he had three kids. We had kids with very similar uh, beliefs. And we got on really, really well. And Danny was, um, it was just sort of building this, um, 
well, the coffee franchises were doing great, but it, it sort of got into making sandwiches, you know, for corporate um, sort of meetings yep. and putting big platters on. Anyway, this company said to him, look, we want you to put, we've got a big deal. We've got 400 people coming. Can you cater for 400 people? So Danny went and did it. I went and helped him. Didn't do anything. I was literally just serving, helping him out. Uh, and it sort of built from there. Someone asked him if they could do a wedding. And, he, and Danny, built, Danny built up this sort of wedding industry. At the time, I'm saving for a house. So I've just said to him, if you ever need any help on a Saturday, I will mm-hmm. come. And I, was just, I was just serving on. He was doing weddings. I was taking stuff to tables. And Elkie came with us. And we both did it. And he was giving us whatever he was giving us. And it was going straight in our saving fund. And that is, and that is how, how, it, how, it, how it started with Danny. So we're doing this one particular wedding um, and this place where people are getting married, it doesn't have a kitchen. It does have a kitchen, but it doesn't have a caterer. It doesn't have a bar. So you get married there. You have to bring in an outside caterer. You've got to bring in an outside bar. So the people who were doing the bar just give us a card and just said, if you ever need a bar, take our card. And if anybody needs food, give us one of your cards and we'll just like a bit of a BMI meeting, you know, that you know, that you know about. And just a bit of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I just turned to Danny and I just and I just said, Light bulb. Why, don't, why don't we just build our own bar? At this point, Danny's doing Danny's taking off with weddings. Um can I name drop his company? <laughs> Please do it. No, we, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do a massive shout out to him in a yeah. minute. So go for it. Hang, hang, so, yeah, go. so so the outside kitchen, it, which is Danny and his wife Heather, the food, they've 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 gone massive. They've doing, out, absolutely hundred weddings this year. Um last year was like 80 odd weddings. You know, and you think of the 52 weeks in a year, that's it's more than one a week. Um, he's doing corporate events. Um, Good math. Yeah, thank you. Uh, quite calculator here. Um, so he's, he's doing really, really well. And he just, I think it was 2017, maybe 18, he just emailed all, all the people who had got, um, that he's doing food for, just said, do you need a bar? And we've got eight people who said, yeah. So I built a bar on a Sunday in his garden out of pallet, uh, you know, old pallets. We built it. Um, I've never worked behind a bar. He's never worked behind a bar. Luckily, Elke has worked behind a bar. She was a manager of a bar. She's worked behind bars her whole life. So we lent on her. And yeah, we knocked this bar up and we went and did it. We did eight events. And the way it's turned out, it was such a soft start, you know, only eight events. Um, and they were, I would say they're relatively, they were, they were quite low key, small events, you know, they want 300 guests. Um, and and that's how it started, yeah. And and we sort of from that on, from then on, we've just gone and got bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, so th- this is I'm gonna I'm gonna just draw back very quick, very briefly. So before we get to the um, the 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 launch of Pondon Mills, which couldn't have had better timing with the COVID virus, yeah. right? We're gonna come back to it in just a second, but th- this is where I think we're gonna get some value, right? Because what you've just described there, I would be li- I'd be listening to this, right, going. Oh, Wow, you do you know what? Look, that is all about look, right? Because that's what it's that's what it sounds like, right? Now I know there's a little bit more to it than that because you talked about Danny and his his his, his experience as an entrepreneur. He's had many many highs, and he, he, he would he would say this himself. He used to, didn't he? Used to um, make um, tailored suits for Ren, Ren, Ronaldo, Manchester well, United, and and all sorts. Am I right? Danny, Am I wrong? Danny were, Danny went to fashion college. That's where he met his wife. They both at fashion college. You wouldn't have thought it if you look at some of the earlier bad, stuff. Bad hairstyle. Yeah, bad bad I mean, Danny, <laughs> I just hope to God you're going to listen to this at one point because <laughs> this is the only time where I'm able to say something to you and you don't give me any stick back. Yeah. But there was some funky hair. Dudes uh, he, I mean, he were a fashion student, you know, so but, he, but, he, 
But the point I was going to make, sorry, Jamie, the point I was going to make yeah. then is, 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 um, you know, you, you often see these things branded around about do this and it's easy and you can work from your own bedroom and this is the easy. And what you just described there to me from the outsider, I'm thinking, bloody hell, you were lucky. That sounded easy. But that wasn't the case because what was happening? So between Monday to Friday, you were working nine till five. You said to Danny, listen, I'll put my weekends. You've got a family. You've got a wife. You've got three kids. You compromised evenings, weekends. You, you talked about let's just build a bar. Build a bloody bar. When a we're going to build a bar. So there was a lot of time and effort in that. But Monday to Friday, how did Danny build the business? And that's a leading question because I know how he built it. But just come on. What was the marketing strategy? So Danny, early on, Danny just said, when I, when I said, look, let's, it was that simple, let's build our own bar. And it was like, let's do it. And like, there's a market for it. He knows there's a market for it. We were doing a lot of events where we were seeing other bars coming in. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it was just an email. And Danny's, Danny's very good at um, marketing himself as a brand. Yeah, where and how? Instagram. Right, um, this is where I'm going. Yeah, Instagram is massive for us. And I mean massive. He's I call him Instagram Dan. He's on it, you know, and it's shit. It's not it's not a chore to him. It's not like, oh, oh I've got to put a post about work now. It's like that's his life. You know, it's mm-hmm. constant. It's it don't ram it down anybody's throat. It's the context is the content is always relevant. And uh, you know, it does I wouldn't say there was a strategy behind it, although we have spoke about a strategy, but it's insightful. He'll put behind the scenes, you know. If you choose us for a wedding, if I were getting married and I were using the outside bar and the outside kitchen, I don't just want to see them once when I book them and then on my wedding. I want to see what they're doing every single day. And mm-hmm. and that's what Danny, that's what, what sort of shows them. He shows them when we go to a butcher's. He shows them the produce we get. He puts everything on Instagram, loads of Instagram stories. And it's a massive hit, I think. People seem to love it. This is the point I wanted to make before we jump to where you're at now. And that is that... Danny had, at one point had zero followers, then one, then two, then three, and built up a decent following. And it, it was very much about social media. And let's be honest, how much has he spent on social media? Money-wise? Yeah. Nothing. That's right. Exactly. So so we've got, we've got, a, we've got a guy here who's now doing 100 weddings this year, booked in, um, building the business, and, and the growth year on year. And he spent nothing on social media marketing and he's absolutely smashed it on instagram okay so th- that was the point that i was trying to get at okay. because i think it's imp- i think it's important that you can appreciate that lots of people i mean i was having a discussion with somebody earlier and they were talking about the cost of social media marketing and this individual person worked for a big blue chip company and the thing is the, co- the, the, the cost of acquisition per, per customer for a big corporate company is a lot more than an, an estate agent or a, 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 a local butcher or, or a wedding uh, person like, like you guys. So you can do it for free. You can do it for nothing. You can build a business on the back of it, right? And you, there's a testament to it there. You can, you can if, if you've got it in you, if that makes sense. Like, I think what we work well, why me and Danny work well is he's all about that life. You know, that, that's, not, that's not for me. If that makes sense, I, I, if I, if I had to do it, I could, I would do it. But it's natural to him. Yeah. He loves, he loves being in front of that camera. You know, he loves it. And I think because it's hospitality, yeah. um, and he's got to people are buying him, people are buying us. Yeah. So he's a, is yeah. a great face for it. But yeah, it didn't cost him anything. Would you say you've got a bit of a niche going on here? Because you're not highbrow, you're not, you're not the cheapest, but you're certainly not the most expensive. What's your market? We, our market is if you want a three course chicken dinner. White white plate. We're we're not we're not the guys for you. 
we're sharing boards with sticky street food where you know sticky fingers get everything in and and we are about having a good time with them guys like you'll often find when we're doing their weddings that we'll be we'll be drinking shots with them you know we'll, we're, we're all about we're all about a good time and 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 i think that's what sets us apart we always say that we're not when i wouldn't say that we're unprofessional we are professional but we're not sort of like we're not highbrow you know we're not sir and madam sort of you know the kind of people and and we get that across instantly and if somebody didn't want to book us because of that we're fine with that and so yeah that, that that for me is such a poignant point to make because you can't please everybody um no. you know you can't i think you have to have a niche whatever business you, you you're in i mean look you, you'll get it's, it's like what, what what sometimes I look at some businesses, they, they've got to find a target market and focus all their attention on the target market. You'll probably get someone who wants to have the chicken dinner on a white plate. They just sure. they can't, but they can't afford it and they'll yeah. use you and you get the other people who are the other way around, but you know exactly what your market is. And, and that for me is massive. It's key. Look, Andrew, my mum and dad had a chicken dinner. I'm not kidding. That's what they got. Well, they got married 35 years ago. They had a chicken dinner wedding. We, we're getting people now. Everybody now is a cook. Everyone's a chef. Yeah, everybody loves to cook at home. Everybody loves to get a glass of wine on go, and everybody likes trying all these recipes. So everybody now, it, the, the audience, the, they're so in tune with what they want. Mm. So we know we've got people who want paellas. They want there's some guys like I want pizza. Like, well, if if you want pizza, it's your wedding. You can have pizza. Who are we? To, who, who are we to say they can't have it? You know. But one second. One, one second though. If someone said I want pineapple on my pizza, what do you say? They get extra. They get extra. That's. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. But that's what. That's what we're about. Sorry, we're about. Okay. We're giving, we give them what they want. Okay. So. Um, I've got to ask you this question. You're working nine to five. You've still got a good job. You're, you're not. You, you, I know that you've got a very, very good job. I mean, you, you, you're working at the moment. You're working from home. You're doing some some. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to explain it. You, you, no. def, it's going to be too technical. But you, you you do a lot of work with utility companies. Yeah. I, I I call them CAD drawings, but it's something similar along the lines of that. So it's very technical project management. So you've got that job. Yeah. You're doing the outside bar and yeah. and what we're going to come on to in a moment. So. A, what do your employers think about this? And B, how does that affect your work-life balance? It, it doesn't affect my work-life balance that much because it's it's my job as a project manager is about being organised. And one thing that I think I do naturally is be organised, as you well know, spreadsheets yeah. um, left, right and centre. Can, can, we, can we just hold that point, right? Jamie, you, when you bought your house, uh, I, I only know this because I saw it on social media. When you bought your house... There was some decorating that needed to be done, right? Yeah, yeah. And in order to get the decorating done, you asked a couple of favors, right? I saw it on Instagram. Who can help a, me? Right, we had a rotor. You had a, <laughs> right. This is right. You, you tell me if I'm wrong. You had a rotor for the yeah. people that you asked to come and help you decorate your yeah. your, your stepbrother, your friends. You had a rotor for them for the paint type, the bedroom, and at yeah. what time and what day they were coming to do it. Yeah. Well, I knew what I knew what bedroom, what what rooms needed painting, and then I knew how many people were coming. Uh, I knew who had a brush, <laughs> who didn't I mean... have a brush, who had a roller, who could bring their own, who couldn't, and if they couldn't, I got one. So when they all turned up, they all had a room. They all had everything set up for them. The paintbrush were there, the roller were there, the tin were there. Everything was stripped. Just there you go, and it was just you know what? effortless. Painted a whole just... house in one day. There's just not enough people like you in the world, and I actually wish I was. As, I was like that as a person. I'm the total opposite of that. I'm just like, right, you can borrow my brush when I'm finished if you want, 
And if you don't turn up, it's fine. But that's great. Um, so, so you're going back to saying, so your work-life balance is not that, that affected because you, you manage that yourself. Yeah, it's not that affected. I'm quite lucky that the company that I work for, from nine to five, my director is very understanding. He understands. To be honest, I don't think he t totally understands where the bar has gone, which I want to try to talk about a little bit, if you don't mind. So I don't want to go off too much yeah. on a tangent. But no, fire away. The 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 bar has really taken off, and I think I mean quite a. When I think about it, it's I wouldn't say it's a lucky situation, but I think it's more of a unique situation where I never needed this bar to be successful. I'm not going to say that I didn't want it to be successful, but I didn't need it to be. This was just a little bit of extra money. I would say that it was a little bit. It's actually quite fun. And I think because I never thought in my head that was like, this is going to be this and it's going to be that. It's going to be, I never thought it was going to be anything. So because I had no preconceived idea of what it was going to be, I knew it was going to be a bar. But because I wasn't thinking, oh, we're going to make X amount in year one, X amount in year two. It was just whatever it makes me is something that I didn't have. The bar didn't cost us anything to build. We built it out of pallets. So it was, it was just, it, I never had this vision of what it was going to be. But now, you know, fast forward, Danny's marketed it. You know, we've done, I think we've got 33 bars alone this year, again, which is, you know, of over two a month on top of a full-time job. And it's getting to a stage now where I've actually, I've, I've knocked my hours down at work. I've gone down to, uh, I've gone down to four days and work, no, they know why, why that is. Um, but this, what you were saying about before when you said it, it it's not easy. Um, it sounds like it's lucky. Uh, it's a funny thing. We did a wedding uh, last season. And I rung Danny in the morning, and I was at Asda at five o'clock in the morning. I rung him, and he was at Asda. Uh, well, he was at, yeah, another Asda at five o'clock in the morning. I was getting some some little bits of beer that we couldn't get, and he was getting some bits that he couldn't get. And I was like, nobody at this wedding knows that me and him are up at five o'clock in the morning. And then yeah. all we do is towards the end of the night when we're behind the bar, is we get people, what an easy job, what a great job. You just <laughs> you, you just get to drink shots with us all night. And I'm like, I've been here since five o'clock this morning. I've been up since five o'clock this morning. I won't get home till three o'clock in the morning. And mm -hmm. me and Danny say, you have to be there. We are the hardest working people, you know, and it's ours. And we're like, should should it be that way? Surely we should be telling other people. But you become a bit obsessed. Everything's got to be right. You know, I don't, not that I don't trust anybody, but I don't think anybody can do it as good as what me, Danny, Heather and Elkie can do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with Jamie. He's just had a bit of a pause there. So I'm just going to hang fire to see when I can get him back in. So please hang fire. Jamie's still there. Yeah, we're back. Very, back. very, very briefly. Yeah, okay. good. So, um, okay. So this is the, this is the, this is the, this is the cross, cross point or the turning point for a lot of businesses where they get to the stage like you're just saying, we're the best, we're controlling. That's what all business owners, that's what they find themselves in. Well, most business owners find themselves in because you at some point get to the point where you're either like, right, do we keep growing so we can get to the point where we can sit back and we can have other people running the show or do we keep doing what we're doing? So you're going to have to at some point make that decision as to do I let go and bring, you know, and have somebody else run the show or do, do I keep on going? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep going because I never, in a million years thought I would be I would be as proud or enjoy something as much like every little decision is made by us and it's just it's it's just I love that I love the I love the control not that my control I love the fact that we everything that happens to it every decision that we that every good thing that happens to it is through a decision that we've made it's through the hard work that we've put in um, Do you know what 
do you know what, Jamie? I totally take my hat off to you there because I'm, I really appreciate your honesty because when, when people look at business owners and, and, and entrepreneurs and doing this, that, and the other, a lot, a lot of, a lot of businesses want to scale and make millions of pounds and sit on the, the high horses, which doesn't always happen. But what I love there is the, the, the passion that you've got. And you know what? You're an absolute credit to the, to the business. You and Danny, I think you're absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, I think, it's it's quite easy and it's not it's definitely not fake but i've i've had like a few people and i didn't like you just said it then i've had a few people because we'll, we'll touch on the pond and mill thing in a minute but i've had a few people have sort of said that that enthusiasm is in is sort of one of the reasons that the bookers and i've never really thought about that i've never i've never had to go right i need to be really enthusiastic about this i'm just yeah it's just if it's yours if you own it and you're in it and, and it's, if it doesn't do well it's on you and, and you're enthusiastic it's just mm. it comes out maybe Exactly. exactly. Right. Right. Come on then. Let's get to this ponder mill because we've mentioned bloody ponder mill so many ponder times. Mill. Right. So, so what, what, what the hell is ponder bloody so mill? Ponder mill is a big mill where, bear in mind, we've been doing the weddings now, for, as I said, two years. Danny's been doing them longer with the food. The bar's been going three years and it's getting every year without fail, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We get more and more and more on. We went to south of France last year, you know, and we, we're sort of saying we want our own venue. So we've been looking, we've looked. We've had a bit of a soft search, left, right, and center, a little bit, but nothing too sort of set in stone. We got a phone call off somebody saying, I want to have a wedding at Pond and Mill. And I'm like, well, Pond and Mill's five minutes away from my house. Beautiful mill. It's in Howarth, near Stanbury, ideal location. And I just thought, I'll just try it. That's not a wedding venue. I just know it isn't. So I thought, when was this, James? Sorry, when oh, was this? This was, this was a week or two weeks before Christmas. Right, so this yeah. is really recent. Really raw, yeah, this is, yeah. This is recent, yeah. Go so on. I, dro- I drove down to Pond the Mill, saw the owners there. They're both they're, they're 60, 70, not sure how old they are, but older. And I basically went down and I just said, we do weddings. We've got 100 weddings coming. I want, I, we need our own venue. Can we do weddings here? And they just said, yeah, that was it. Yeah, you can do weddings. We don't want to run them. It's our it's our home. We live here, but we're looking. If you want to do that, we're looking for a business to come down here. Fast forward, you know, to now, and we've built a bar. We've got everything set up. It's just roller roller coaster. It's gone really really fast. Okay, okay. So we're we're roller coaster to now. You've built the bar. Everything's cushy, right? But let me just rewind. What? I don't even know how long this 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 COVID nineteen's been in place. But let's just rewind. So you've got you, you're going out there. You've gone right. We're launching the social media. We're pushing it out there. We're getting people contact us. We're pushing it out on our on our um, on our pages, and then bang, COVID nineteen hits. Where's Danny right now, Jamie? Where is Danny, your business partner? Right now, as we speak, where is he? He's stuck in America as we speak. Right. How long has he been in America for? Oh, month. About a month. Right. This is poignant. You have taken on a wedding venue. Yeah. And within weeks of confirming the wedding venue, the country goes on lockdown. Your business partner is is locked in America, which, by the way, as it stands, is probably the worst place at the minute to be stuck. Yeah. what's happened to your business what have you what tell me i want to know we want to know what's happened right now have, okay. have you had you've had bookings you've had cancellations what's the story what the hell's going through your mind weddings if you don't know wedding seasons is a bit like football season you know you will have a few a few weddings january february but they mainly run sort of early spring through summer you know, early autumn yeah so we had our first weddings this year we're going to be april um they've all been cancelled <laughs> So I'm lying. They've not been cancelled. They've been moved. So we've we've still got the job. Um, But same for me. 
um, and a little bit of June as well. How does so, that make you feel? Um, f- personally, for me, I'm okay with it. I've got a nine to five, but we know people in this industry. We know a band, Southwest Band, great band, mm. who've got thirty thousand pounds worth of money to give back because they've they've they're really highly they're booked a lot, right? And these new dates have come from these people, and they just can't do them. They say, oh, we've, we've moved our wedding back to this date now because we obviously can't do our wedding. And these guys have had to say, well, we've already got a booking in then. You can, and you can't play an instrument in two places. You can't. We could split a team up if we had to, but you can't split a you can't split a drummer up, you know. So they've they're, they're struggling. So it's been it's but, been hard for us. It, so what what, what <sighs> so what about what, what what's, what's Danny thinking right now? Bless him. What's what's going through his head? Because Danny's Danny's on his thoughts right now. Is he's in he's stuck in America. He's, he was he was worried sick about this before the weddings got cancelled. He's like, I'm not going to be able to get home. I was like, don't worry about it. We could, I can sort it for you. It's not an issue. Bear in mind, Danny does the food. I do the bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd burn. I could burn cereal. You know, he's he's. Um, he, but but we could. We would have got it sorted. It wasn't going to be a problem. But now these weddings have been moved, and uh, April and May weddings have been moved. So Danny's just honestly now just thinking. What's the point in coming home? I don't have any work. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any work on. So, how, as, a, as a business, though, as a business, so you you you've got a fairly. Um, it, 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 it's not. It's not. It, it, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to think, think about find my words without being condescending. It's not a particularly broad, varied business. It's we've got a venue. We do weddings. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not like you can say right. I tell you what. We 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 can diversify and we can hold conferences. I mean, even if you did do that, no one's going to be coming to a conference no. right now. So, as business owners, if you communicated and said right, how can we? How what can we? How can you pivot? Can you pivot well, right now? What, where, what's your angle with our venue? Our our venue is it's been it's like a building site at the minute we've got it to where it needs to be but realistically we couldn't have bear in mind we only went there started the building work at the beginning of this year we couldn't have had a wedding there now anyway you know and right. people book, people book weddings a, a year to two years in advance but I when all this happened and this is I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing maybe it's a maybe it's this new sort of business head of mine coming on I thought if people are getting weddings cancelled. It, can we slide in and as a venue and say, look, we don't have any bookings for 2020. We've got them for 2022, but we don't have any for 2020. So I was like, let's try and get a few. Let's try and get a few. Yeah. And how's that, uh, and how's that, and how's that gone? Have you had well, any inquiries? Uh, we, we had a few. but uh, It's not whole... a good time to sell at the moment, is it? Let's be honest. No, it's not a good time no. as a business to say, come and use us, come and spend your money with us. Listen, we went live. It's selfish. Yeah, it, we went live and we got so much feedback. We were having viewings, four viewings a day, and people were coming down and really interested. Then this hit, this this COVID hit, and we have gone stone cold quiet. Nobody, nobody's replying to emails. And I was saying to her, I said to my wife, look, we need to chase this. We need to chase it a little bit. You know, I'm not really push it, but we need to be sort of not in the face, but irrelevant and just look, we're still here. You know, life needs to go on. Yeah. And, and, and we have a bit of um and our in and should we is it a bit insensitive to, to email people yeah. and you know we, we didn't we didn't skirt around it we sort of said it's you know it's a crap time at the minute but i'm still looking for any venue and i've had nothing back nothing ouch Which, let, let me yeah. let me ask, let me ask you a personal question then um you you, you know you, you, one of the reasons i wanted to get you on this podcast was because you 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 self-admittedly said that Obviously, I want more money. Everybody wants more money. Of course we do. But you've not necessarily thought from a, a very young age, you know, oh, I'm going to own my own business and I'm going to do this and do that. You know, you're a very passionate individual. So let me ask you this. 
knowing now what's happened to the business and what would happen to your income if you were if this was just your business right let's say you weren't working yeah. in active five this was just your business and you were relying on this you've just explained it's gone stone cold people have moved weddings people aren't returning has has that affected your thought process in making that jump in the near future or long-term future because ultimately you're going to have to have that decision aren't you do i continue doing what i'm doing nine to five or do i go full-time running this business well i nearly went full-time at the beginning of this year to be honest it were it were it, i wouldn't say it were a flip of a coin it was a big big decision and the greedy person in me i sort of like my nine to five i like the security um, and I just thought, you know, I can get up, I can set off to work at eight o'clock in the morning. I can be home for five o'clock. I can pick kids up from after school club. Um, if this was my only job when I was doing the, when they're doing the bar, I would have had to rely on government um, sort of handouts, you know, the funding. Um, but has it put, would it put me off? I can't know. Not knowing what I know now, not knowing what I know now is too, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so enthralled by it, if that makes sense. It's, it's my you, you you own your own business you you you've owned your business a lot longer than what i've owned a business it it becomes it becomes infectious every single thing about it becomes infectious well i've got a i've got a i've got a i've got a business partner who actually is probably i i'd say that me, me and my business partner very much like you and danny i'd say i'm, I'm a bit more of the danny if i were yeah and, and chris my business partner is more of the you um he's got a lot more life experience uh, and he's also been through something like this before. He 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 launched. He he founded the company that that I run with him in two thousand and eight, about a month before the credit crunch, and <laughs> and and he 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 rode that storm, did an amazing job. So I suppose he's he's been there. Yeah, we, we've got a totally different business in terms of what what we do and what we, and what we run. We're, we're having our own challenges at the moment. That's why I'm doing the podcast, to be honest with you, because I'm wanting to find out about other people's learnings. Because let's be honest, we're all in the bloody same thing together, and that's yeah. why I wanted to to have these conversations. And I think well, that's why it's important to get people. Let, let me tell you a little bit about the like you say about Chris as your partner. Let me tell you a bit about Danny, which is a business. So when we first started this, I am I'm a duck out of water. Never owned my own business as, as such, and didn't know how it worked. You know, didn't 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 have a clue. And Danny is the most. He sort of says that I'm um, enthusiastic, but he's he's like he's, go for it. He says whatever we need to, we'll go for it. No, we'll build the bar, cost we will. Is there's never a no, you know. It's just like you put hundred percent into it, and you you have to take that chance, you know. And he's like emailing all his clients. Um, he's it's five o'clock in the morning. The guy's got a biggest smile on his face. He's he wants to be there, do you know. He's and I've learned so much from him about the you know, and his wife as well, you know, about how to run a business and. You know, you don't take after strangers, dear. You know, and uh, I've learned next to him, and I've become like him. But he's he's rode this storm before. He's had he he's I wouldn't say he's gone bankrupt. But he had a, he had a really bad time in business before, a really really bad story. It wasn't his fault. Something happened, and he had to start completely again. And mm. if what happened to him had have happened to anyone else, I don't think they'd have started again. Right. Um, you know, and he did, and uh, it's it's one of them. I've sort of learned from him, and. This this COVID thing is yes bad, but it, it's not gonna it's not gonna dampen my spirits. I love that, Jamie. I've got a big smile on my face right now because I think that's what we need to be doing as a country and as 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 people, as business owners, whether it's big or small. We've got to keep make sure that we keep positive and keep on going. Um, listen, I'm I'm going to move away from the business aspect of it because uh, I've got a couple of questions for you in just a second, right? But one yeah. thing, I think, one thing that I think. Um, 
what, what would you say is give, give me give me one or two key attributes that you think uh, a business owner would need to make a success of their business because what you've just explained to me in terms of the story behind you and behind Danny and all your thoughts I, I can list probably four or five things yeah. in terms of you've described them give me two or three things that you think a, a business owner would need to make a success of a business okay for me if you're going to do it you need to you need to really do it you know you need to have the the balls it, not, oh, I'm thinking about it <laughs> you just need to you need okay. to do it you need to you go have the balls you have some right? balls to it yeah which is a big thing so how you the get, hell do you get on then? Because you, you, you're, you're struggling in that department, right? I just have to borrow some. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you, to have balls. You've got to have you've balls. Got, That's, you've, got, yeah. you've got to be prepared that you are going to work harder than anyone else who comes to work for you. That's a that's a, that's a non-negotiable. You have to. You're first up. You are the last. You know. You're the last aware. You're doing everything in between. Um, so yeah, the balls, the the hard work, but also you've you've got to be. I think you've got to be enthusiastic. Like with that word that we keep saying, you've got to, you've got to love what you're doing. Like I'm looking I'm, outside this podcast. I know you, uh, and I know that you love what you do, and I know that Danny loves what he does. If you're just doing something because you're like, oh, it's, oh this is a good idea. Uh, it's going to be a quick book. This will make me some money, but you don't love it. And, I, and listen, I never grew up saying I want to one day own a company where I'm a bar. You know, I'm not saying that. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying I, I want to do this my whole life. Yeah. But but I'm saying when we do them bars, I love it. It's it's it's. I'm lucky that it's it's an easy job. You know, you stand there. People have, have had a few too many. There's a good DJ on, and we get to have a laugh. But I do love what I do. I love that, Jamie. I'm gonna. I've written this down. First there, last away. It's non-negotiable. That's, then, that's yeah. That's that's. I love I love that because at some point in your life you want to be sitting there thinking. And, and I, I find this really interesting. Before I ever sort of ran my own business, and, I, and I, I'm not taking credit for that on my own. I've got an amazing business partner. But when you when when you when, when you when you're doing it yourself, I used to think to myself, God, when I when I get yeah. older, and I because I knew that I was going to work for myself, and I, I used to say, when I get older, oh, I can't wait to sleep in. And, yeah. not do, and not do anything and earn loads yeah. of money. And, yeah. and you you don't work as hard in your life no. until you're in a business, right? That's the best place to say. Right. Okay. Thanks, Jamie. I'll just tell you that. one more thing. Come on. Somebody once said to me, they said, oh, you know, you know you're doing well when you work for yourself, when you don't have to go to work, when you've got other people doing it for you. That's when you know you've made it. And I, I just think that's complete, completely wrong. I, yeah. I just I, and I used to think and that always resonated with me. It stuck with me all my life. I was like, oh yeah, if you've got some staff working for you and you don't need to get up and you just yeah, you're on golf course every day. And I'm just like, if you if you honestly believe that that's what owning your own business is about, I just think you're in for a, you're in. It's not going to work. Start again. Although exactly. I do, what I do think is, um, I think it, we all work. We, we should all have a goal in mind. We should all work to get somewhere. And I think my, my mindset is, I met a chap the other day. He was in his late fifties. He's retired. He's an ex prison officer, like the head head of a prison. And he retired early. And he he plays golf. He's got a great life. Very relaxed. Very very nice man. Very calming man. And 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 he made a great point. He's like, I I worked harder in my life than anybody that I know. What the hell are we doing it for? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with the idea of going to play golf every day, but the two can't be done at the same time, in my opinion. No. Right. So Jamie, thanks for that. A great little insight into your life. I think it is fascinating because everybody's different. I want to talk to you very quickly before these two questions. In fact, it's not two questions, it's one question, but this question will determine you as an individual, in my opinion. But I'm going to come to no, that. In just no a pressure. Right. OCD. 
I'm, uh, right, you, you've got OCD, let's be honest with you, right? You, 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 you've got a strange uh, obsession with making sure things are... T- it's not a strange obsession, it's a bloody brilliant obsession. I wish I had it. But you're very regimented. Just run me down, right? Because you cannot tell me that you don't have an alarm set in the morning and that you've got a routine. I want to know your routine. I don't care if anybody doesn't like this or not. I want to know your morning routine. I'm not interested about, oh, and then we go downstairs and I take Jasper to school. I want to know when you wake up in the morning, which side of the bed do you roll over? <laughs> what do you do, Nick? Come on, go. Hit me. Look, quick. I, it's, I'm sorry to um, to let you down. I wouldn't say it's that regimented in the morning, to be honest with you. I've, got, I've got a son who wakes us up. I don't, don't set an alarm because he is the alarm. So uh, we're, up every, <laughs> we're up every morning at six. Uh, it's just the usual stuff. We make the sandwiches for the kids. Um, one thing I will, I, another non-negotiable is always make your bed. I don't, I, you've got to make Oh, no. This this is the pause. This is this is for me. This is the, the absolute I'm general. That's the crunch point. Uh, Jamie, stop. You, you paused, you paused on, you paused on. <laughs> you've got to make your bed go on you've got to make your bed go you've got on. to make your bed um i've got a good story about this uh this old army general about making your bed and he says it's the first task of the day that you face with that's the first task right it doesn't matter how big or how small it is but you, and if you fail you set yourself up bad for the day and it's stuck with me my whole life i've told it to my wife i've told it to my sister-in-law i've told it to everybody i'm like so i met the bed the bed's got to be bed um <laughs> but it's yeah it's not it's not it doesn't my OCD is not, it's not in the sort of, it's its not in them sort of things because they're, they're life things. The OCDs, I'll, I'll, I will make a list and on my list, it will have, on the list, it will have a make a list. So it's on my <laughs> list, it's a reminder to make another list. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, it, we're, we're always up early because of the kids um, and then it's straight to work um, and I've, I've, I've been doing on my do dinner. You lunch, do you have a lunchbox? Do you take I, your own lunch? I take my own lunch, but I go to gym every dinner. That fits fits perfect for me. Get an hour for my dinner. and, I, and that's Wait, where I get where, Where's the gym? Does he work at McDonald's? Or? Yeah, it's Jim's Cafe. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I go to the gym and I, go, I use a good machine at the gym, a uh, vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sorry to let you down with that one. Well, you've let me down a little bit there, but I know you regimented other ways. So listen, the question, this is the big question. Don't just give me a flippant answer, okay? Uh, I've written it down here, and and I've always wanted to ask you this question. And because I think... I think think you'd go for the wrong one, if I'm being honest with you. Okay. I'm going to give you two choices, right? But don't just give me what you think people want to hear. I want to know what you I'm going to be brutally, brutally honest with you right now. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Thomas Longley. I'm going to give you two scenarios. You've got to choose one. You could either have a million pounds net a year for the rest of your life, but Bradford City <laughs> will, will never make it past League Two. Right? Okay. Or, or your wage will be capped at 25K a year. Oh. But, but Bradford City... Oh. Win the Premier League and the Champions League. Right, I've got an answer. Easy. Are you sure? Oh, easy. I'm just oh. so nervous about this. It's option one and League Two, and I'll tell you for why. There's, 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 there's a good theory behind this. I've been in the Premier League with Bradford. I hate. Oh, here we go. I Glory hate the circus. You know, fifty quid a ticket and glory fans. I couldn't get a ticket. 
Give me League Two. Give me real football. Give me my my club is real in League Two. It's a real anchor player. You do realise that this is a recorded podcast, right? Yeah. And so I am going to screenshot every single video that you take at Bradford City when you go <laughs> on a dismal old weekend and you say that was absolute utter crap. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to, in fact, I'm just going to message you in the future and just go. Remember that time of the podcast when you were talking about real football? Um, it's real football. Good Me answer. Too. That was that was the correct answer in my opinion. Uh, that means that you are a money chaser. Uh, it means that you all you care about is money. You don't care about the one thing that you have loved. Un, let me just explain this, Jamie. Unconditional love all your life. The beloved Bradford City. You will throw them down to League Two just so you can get a bit of cash in the bank. Listen, that is you, Jamie. I don't want you to say anything else. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I really enjoyed it. Have you? Yeah, I loved it. Thank you. Good answer. Uh, I'm going to end the broadcast now. Guys, I'm going to post this out. Uh, get listening. Thanks, Jamie. You've got a photo before you go, Jamie? Yes. Let's let's have your handles. So how do we find you on... It's Instagram mainly, isn't it? The Instagram. Business. How do we outside, find you on Instagram? The Instagram, Outside Kitchen. Instagram's the outside underscore kitchen. Okay, and the Ponden Mills is uh, the Ponden Mill is Ponden Mill wedding events. If you follow the outside kitchen underscore kitchen on Instagram, you'll see Ponden Mill weddings. We're taking think... bookings for twenty twenty two. Boom! There you go. Get your booking. <laughs> Listen, do you know what the first thing anybody should do is go and check out the Instagram page. If anything, yeah. even if anybody's not, I mean, this, I mean, I'm being genuinely serious here. Even if anybody's not planning on getting married or they're already married, you've got to follow these Instagram pages just just for the hell of it because very very entertaining. And uh, I, I watch, I mean, unfortunately, Danny's locked in bloody America at the moment, but even his Instagram, I mean, I think he's losing his mind at the minute. So Easy, even just, just for that, get on it. But Jamie, thanks again, mate. And I uh, really appreciate it. Thank Take you, care mate. of yourself and send love to the family. You too, mate. And there we have it, another podcast session. Thanks, Jamie Longley, for your time today in recording this podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Listen, I think what's important is um, that everybody's got a different story. Everybody's at a different point in their business life or in their life in general. And um, for me, I'm personally genuinely very interested to hear about people's experience in business and in life because we're all experiencing different things at the moment, not just because of the coronavirus, but also just in general with the market. And I find it fascinating to hear about how other people are dealing with different things because we've all got our own opinions. Um, but thanks so much for listening. We've got some fantastic podcasts due this week. Um, so please stay tuned, listen out, stay strong, stay safe, stay at home. Bye.